Welcome back. Welcome back to the podcast. Here on the podcast, we talk about spirituality, personality, relationships, social issues. Um, and in this series, this episode, we're going to talk more about LGBTQ plus related topics. Um, more specifically in this one, um, related to just gender in general. So, in general, um, you know, there are usually, um, the majority of people identify as male or female of their gender. Um, And there are people who also identify as um, non-binary, as um, demi, as non-gender, as gender non-conforming, as transgender, um, this is different from a person's expression of their gender, such as mannerisms or how they talk or, you know, activities that they prefer or hobbies that they prefer that they, um, participate in and things that they do for fun, um, and the gender that they were assigned at birth, which is usually based on genitalia that, you know, they have, um, that they're born with, um, and I think I also didn't, I didn't mention they're intersex people. And so intersex people are born with any combination of, you know, either their chromosomes or primary or secondary sex characteristics, either ones that you can visibly see on the outside of their body or once they start going through puberty or, you know, internal organs and things like that. Um, so a person could be intersex and you would maybe never know. Um, I don't really know the percentage of intersex people. Um, I kind of personally almost like to treat everybody like they could be potentially intersex. Um, especially when I don't know them and that might sound really strange, but, um, to me that's, that just works in my head to just be like, well, I don't know you. I don't know how you were born. I'm not going to ask you because we just met. And even if I knew you long-term, I probably wouldn't ask you that as personal. Um, 
So that's kind of how I've seen it, how, how I've seen um, gender. And then um, there's the presentation there, you know, so how you identify your gender um everyone's assigned a gender at birth whether or not um their sex characteristics may fully meet it or may develop you know after puberty into a certain way um or whether or not a person you know personally internally identifies authentically with the gender that they've been told that they've been assigned which again like I told you is usually based on genitalia um usually you know when somebody's born people aren't looking at a newborn's mannerisms or anything like that and saying hey this baby seems they're like they're you know naturally presenting more masculine or naturally presenting more feminine nobody really says that they just like people kind of notice that about a person later on in life as they keep going, you know, as they get a little bit older, you kind of see um, when people start losing that kind of wobbly kind of ness to their walking and when they start speaking and, you know, using mannerisms and social skills and things, um, there are certain there's like a spectrum to like gender expression on like multiple different categories um and so how a person expresses themselves can change over time and then there's also like a nature to it that people just naturally when you just let them be themselves they're going to be a certain way and then when they're in an uncomfortable environment where they feel like they wouldn't be safe doing that and they don't feel like they're gonna just push themselves to do what makes them comfortable and they instead push themselves to do what the social norm is of of that place where they're at at that moment you might see them you know gravitating more towards like doing what's considered like a social norm um gender is very complex um so I don't know, for myself, I don't know if I remember when I first identified um, my gender. I remember when I first heard the term androgyny, I was probably in, uh, maybe high school, maybe high school, maybe like my junior year of high school. Or maybe in college, in like an anthropology class or something. But maybe I was in high school and I heard the term, you know, androgyny. And I was like, that actually makes more sense. Um, That's something that kind of, you know, seemed like a term that made more sense to me than most other terms that were so rigid and had like no uh fluctuation on the spectrum of gender um and then you know i i would see people like i would notice that there would be certain people in the public eye like entertainers singers um that people just kind of like didn't really 
seem to mind or um, comment too much about, you know, they would say things, but they wouldn't really, like, care. Like, they wouldn't, like, discriminate necessarily. They would just comment, but they liked their content so much that they just let them be how they were being. Like, for example, Prince, or the artist formerly known as Prince, um, uh, Little Richard as well, you know, I grew up with family listening to them, um, my parents used to watch music videos a lot when I was younger in the 90s and stuff, so I remember seeing Boy George and Karma Chameleon, the music video, and I remember seeing, um, it was a little older, but I did see the, um, Village People, and, um, I remember, I think, like, Sinead Sinead O'Connor, was she bald? Was she the one that had, like, the bald shaved head? And then I remember the movie G.I. Jane, and I remember, um... Dennis Rodman, I think there was a point where he had, like, a dress or a skirt on or something at one point. Uh, People would always make comments about Michael Jackson. Um, A lot of people. There were a lot of people that I would kind of gravitate towards that that were, you know, not really like conforming their gender presentation to like a social norm uh but also they were entertainers and so I think um like my family still listened to them and watched their music videos and nobody was ever like don't watch that guy wearing a skirt you know um I remember my mom told me who RuPaul that RuPaul was a drag queen I don't think she used that word I don't know what word she used and I do remember my mom once trying to explain to me what her what the term hermaphrodite and the term transvestite meant um i don't think um people really use the term hermaphrodite but um i remember her mentioning that and telling me what it meant And I didn't really have a problem with it, but I could kind of tell that she kind of not really had a problem with it, but was kind of like these, these people are kind of like other, they're like a different type of person. Um, Something super rare, kind of, she made it kind of feel that way. And I was just kind of like, okay. And then, yeah, I never really got too much of a conversation into it, but I do remember my mom telling me like because I used to watch music videos in the morning we used to watch like the MTV countdowns and the BET countdowns and stuff before we would like go to school and yeah we had all those um music videos to view and we watched them and yeah RuPaul came up with that um uh, I don't know if it was that cover girl song whatever the name of the song was it was like you better work um, and then my mom was like, yeah, it's RuPaul, he's a, you know, he's a man, and I was like, no, he's not a man, you know, he, RuPaul's not a man, and she's like, yeah, you know, but I don't think she said drag 
drag drag queen i don't know what she said um but anyways um those are just some early experiences i had that you know i started noticing that like okay there are people that are out there that have something different with their gender either the way they think about their gender or the clothing that they wear or their expression of it um and people like them like they're famous they're popular they're on tv and people sing their music and they get like famous and all this kind of stuff but the disconnect that I couldn't find was like where were these people in in my life like as far as like in my reality and mind you guys you know from the age of five and up I grew up in LA so it's not like I didn't have access to all different types of varieties of people I just was in an Adventist church where there really were a lot of people comfortable expressing themselves and even the people who did like we weren't really like too informed about like oh there's a gay couple that comes to church regularly or like you know this is a trans you know a couple trans friends that come to church pretty regularly or whatever like we weren't really like told about it or even the gay teacher that I had you know we were never like told about it it was just like happening around us and then people just like didn't say anything and then later on and when I was probably near college age people started like expressing oh yeah like this teacher married a woman this woman teacher married a woman or like um I remember going snowboarding and seeing um that female teacher and um you know one of my collegiate pastor's houses and I think she stayed the night or hung out with us that night or something and came over because maybe she lived in the area it was talking about her wife or fiance or girlfriend or whoever she was speaking about and she was always one of my favorite teachers um she was always kind of more mask presenting in her clothing really into animals she was really nice she wasn't a jerk she was pretty cool to all of us um and she was younger she was like in her 20s um but yeah she never came out she never was like oh yeah like I'm out you know um she almost reminded me of Ashley Gavin but not not really but that was the closest thing that she reminded me of um but yeah I when it comes to like gender you know that was kind of, you know, when with gender identity, those were kind of some earlier experiences that I had um, with it as far as like, n- like, you know, I always identified as, you know, cis female, but, you know, the way I present isn't necessarily specifically that way. So, um that's where things have always been a little um different on my end I would say but I'll I'll talk about that in a different recording